Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of This Week in Apple. I'm your host, John Aslan, and today we are doing our holiday edition, at least one of them. It's just before Thanksgiving, and uh, uh, we thought we'd give everybody a treat, not exactly turkey and dressing and gravy and mashed potatoes and pumpkin pie. Need I go on? I guess I'm just... Uh, conjuring up what I'm going to have uh, for Thanksgiving tomorrow. But uh, I was able to uh, get a hold of the game company president and CEO, John Herson. And it's always fun to talk with John. Uh, Sometimes we go a little bit off track, but sometimes that's the most fun part of the podcast. And and so we're going to talk with John uh, a little bit about uh, things that are up and coming. Of course, the uh, 2021 baseball season. That's big news as always. And some things that will be on the horizon for 2022. So if you're ready, and even if you're not, here's my interview with John Herson. I hear you. Let me, this is Guns N' Roses, sweet child of mine. <laughs> Wow, you're a rocker from way, way, way back. Hey, Southern Rock and Roll. I hear you, brother. You know? I'm, su- I'm surprised you're even on here because I it doesn't show that I am connected to the internet, but we will see. So you sound good, sound loud and clear. So hey, uh, well, but- if we're not connected, we'll just have to do it again and again and again. And oh God, nobody God, needs who that. Who knows what that will bring? <laughs> hey, I got to ask uh, you a question first. All right. Uh, before we take this thing completely off the rails. Yeah. How many soccer, football, basketball games do you have this weekend? Uh, well, hold on. Let me get my planner because I could... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I know. I know. Hold on here. Let's see. I got my planner right here. I got to actually have one tonight, but I'm not going to be able to make it. Uh, six o'clock uh, tournament game. So that's no good, but, uh, this weekend, let's see, Haley has soccer. Wait a minute, no, I got the wrong week. Yeah, Haley has soccer at 7.40 on Saturday. And Luke has flag football on Sunday at 12.25. But I have a catering on Sunday as well. So I'll be able to get to that game after after we get finished. But uh, now the next weekend is even better because the, the weekend after um, – Thanksgiving, I've got Haley soccer, Luke flag football, and Nathan flag football all on Saturday. So there you have it. I have four soccer games this week. Oh, oh, this week. Well, okay. week, no, this weekend, Saturday. Saturday. Oh, uh, two real early games, and I have to go south to the one of the three intersections from hell. Georgia 400 to 285 to 75. And Gosh. that interchange from 400 to 285 is in the midst of about a three-year construction project. Yeah. They, it's yeah, year they, they, three of what was supposed to be a three-year project that's already a year late. So, <laughs> but, hey. That's but, Atlanta. You're in Atlanta. You know, hey, and I wouldn't trade it for anything else. Oh, uh, you know, well, that's our, good. Our granddaughter got moved up to uh, – uh, the next level team in their club. So oh, good. Uh, good. yeah, she has all the girls. So that's all. Yeah, you know, she just wants to be playing with friends, making friends. That's great. Uh, I, so. I 
I'm going to try to send you a video of my granddaughter pl- uh, playing goalie. Okay. I mean, it is like she is on on Siri on. Uh, it's like she's on Mountain Dew crack and crystal meth all at the same time dancing all around right she literally dancing dancing (laughs) posing and i mean and then and then at the end of the game her mom said uh haley you you gotta be back in goal you gotta stay back in the goal she says mom you don't have any idea how to play goalie (laughs) she's she's five years old (laughs) those people have just tuned into this looking for the abba this weekend, Abba. Uh, <laughs> this is this weekend, Abba, with yeah. uh, our host John Asselon, and he was desperate for a guest, so he asked me, John Herson, to to come and babble for a while. Uh, but we'll give you some good stuff, we think. Uh, yeah, 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 and and, and, and uh, we got some other ideas if this gets really bad, and to try to boost our ratings, so we can well, increase our social media profile. Well, when you mentioned boost ratings, you are far and away the most popular guest that uh, I have on the podcast. You always give the biggest numbers. And I mean, it, it's easy to see. I mean, you're informative, you're entertaining, uh, you're profound. Uh, I, I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong. So anytime I need numbers, I, I call you. I just make them up, John. Thanks. <laughs> so much for being profound. Hey, let me do a couple of things first if you don't mind, okay? Uh, okay. Uh, the biggest thing, folks, is uh, our schedule. We will take orders through the close of business December 16th, and all the orders taken will be shipped uh, by the close of business Friday, December 17th. And that's hard and fast. We're closed the next week. Yeah. Uh, we'll actually be closed until early January uh, for the rest of the year. Please keep that in mind. Uh, shipping, you know, I've heard stories where people have gotten stuff in two days from here on the West Coast. Earlier is still better. Uh, I believe them. I just don't think that's going to continue. Uh, so please, if you think you want something, I don't want you to be disappointed, uh, especially if it's a, a holiday gift, a Christmas gift, order sooner rather than later. Uh, the second thing is uh, the anniversary sets. Uh, we have a handful of the 0405 hockey anniversary set. Uh, the season never played. And when those are sold, the, uh, that set will be available on uh, hockey card stock instead of the anniversary card stock. Okay. Uh, we still have some 1950 baseball anniversary sets left, but not many. Again, if you want to get them, uh, order sooner rather than later so you're not disappointed because we will not go back to get more cardstock. And that our supply is is very, very limited at this time. Got it. The the second thing is uh, I'm looking for a research games football board. It's the one before they started uh, using Lombardi and Tarkington and the other uh, well-known players as uh, endorsers of the game. It's uh, And primarily it's for the game charts that were all on one board. I think it's a three-fold, like your old science fair project board. Uh, I'm looking to find one to find out what it was made of and see what 
you know, if that's something that may fit for any of our sports to have a board of that type. Uh, if you got something, uh, send something to customer support, please, and then we'll work out how to get it here and and reimburse you for shipping and whatnot. Uh, now, now, I played the old Fran Tarkington. This is before uh, that. This is yeah, a so couple you're looking for the before that one. Okay. Yeah, it's a couple of generations before. It was heavy, heavy card stack, and it was like a threefold. Yeah, I see. Uh, and all the game charts were on it. Um, it was, you know, black with uh, uh, white background with black ink. It reminded me of those old science fair projects. You ever do a science yeah, fair? Yeah, I know. You no, know, as soon as you said that, it brought back memories. Yeah. Of yeah. Science fair, yeah. Um, a couple of questions we've gotten about 2021 baseball set. Um, why can't we order? Why isn't it in the store? Uh, we don't take pre-orders. It will go in the store, uh, probably the Friday before we start shipping. And that date right now is set for January 10th. Uh, Abigo files should be in Abigo by the end of, uh, November. Right. And then the BBW files and CDs will be available after, you know, around the 18th to 20th of January. Uh, so please keep those dates in mind for your drafts and whatever. Uh, I do not know what the prices are going to be for that product. Uh, you know, paper products, the raw materials are increasing. Uh, some places aren't using napkins anymore because they're too expensive or they can't find them. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see what, what the prices are going to be. Uh, if you're curious, if you have an over under, there are over 1500 cards in the 2021 season set. If you buy the base set in the XCs, the XCs number of XCs will exceed 600. They'll be larger than some of the football card sets, soccer sets, season sets we've offered. It's just a lot of numbers, lots and lots of numbers. Gotcha. Uh, let me do two other things right now, if you don't mind, John. Go right ahead. Um, the 2022 convention, we're back to the weekend after Father's Day, June 23rd through June 26th. Uh, boy, we're looking to see you all. And for those of you who read the newsletter yesterday, uh, even though he who sent the T-shirt has uh, acknowledged and implicitly asked for forgiveness, uh, mm. I got many great ideas. Uh, someone said, give him the ashes. <laughs> I thought that was pretty clever. That ain't bad. Uh, so he who, who knows who he is, uh, the symbols were not a replacement for profanity, uh, at least not a commonly accepted profanity. Um, if anything will happen, it'll probably happen at the banquet Friday night. Uh, but if you thought about coming, please come, you know, uh, it's a blast. And, uh, you know, just, just check it out. It doesn't matter if you're any good, if you're a good manager or not, just gotta be a good person, person who can laugh at others and laugh at yourself. And, you know. Well, well, that was I one of the questions. Right? Exactly. Uh, uh, but that was one of the things that, that I wanted to talk about, wanted to ask you about, because the last time we chatted was uh, in mid early August, just before the convention. Um, what, what was your take from the convention after a year removed uh, later in the year, as we normally uh, uh, have it, like you said, it's going to go back to the, the weekend after Father's Day. But uh uh, what were your impressions uh, of the convention in 2020? Uh, 
I'll tell you that. And then I'm going to tell you a story about the skeet t-shirt. Tell you a story. <laughs> uh, I'll, t- I'll, I'll talk about the convention first. Right. Um, it was, it was great to see so many people there that we've seen over the years that have become friends. Uh, it, it, the numbers were down, but that doesn't matter. The people that were there uh, were doing well for the most part. Uh, we're glad to be there. Uh, and they become friends. You know, right. you and I got to spend some FaceTime. We did an interview on Sunday, which was my attempt to get your job, but I failed miserably. So I'm <laughs> back to being a guest. Uh, it was great. And, and the highlight was Skeet Carr. Skeet, yeah. as long as I've known him, is this very soft-spoken man who doesn't offer very much. He'll answer your question, but doesn't offer very much. And Greg Wells, when Greg started interviewing Skeet, and the first question, he just answered yes or no. I thought, uh-oh. Here we and go. And Skeet was fantastic. He and Donna about why she dated him, why she married yeah. him. It was that was a side of skeet I had never seen. I'm sure many people there had it. Uh, you know, everybody cooperated and, and wore a t-shirt, uh, honoring skeet, thanking skeet. Uh, you know, Fritz Light uh, called in. Yeah. Uh, Fritz has had uh, a pacemaker uh, installed in his heart, or I guess that's what you call it. Uh, since right. then, that's why he wasn't there. Hopefully, he'll be there next year. Uh, I thought the kid whose name we'll never say, just the kid who won the home run derby with Don Drysdale uh, <laughs> was pretty cool. Uh, from now on, no pitchers will be, uh, are eligible for the home run derby. Uh, but, you know, uh, hey, it was Tyler, fun. Tyler came as a 10-year-old with a unique idea, and he wrote it through. Uh, yeah. And uh, so that was great. Uh, it, was, it was just it's just seeing the folks. And the conversations. Uh, I spent a little bit of time with Pete Simonelli's wife Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and she's a lawyer. And you know that was my training, so there's a little bit of common, a little bit of interest. She's great. Yeah. I can't wait to spend more time with her. I mean, she's from New Jersey, and and she's great. Uh, I could have yacked all day with her, but they had a plane to catch. Uh, yeah. You know, so it was uh, you know we next year we may have a first time dad there. Uh, oh, okay. other guy one uh, is uh, expecting he and his wife are expecting in, in late April so I mean I doubt they'll be there I mean two months after uh, with a newborn yeah. is, is pretty tough but it's exciting stuff you know that you know another generation maybe is coming on board uh, you know it was, it was just it's just it, it is the people it, yeah. that's the, the whole thing it, it's the people it, it really is. And you, you mentioned the, the skeet car uh, night that we had in the interview. And, and of course that was really the beginning of a series of a bro- of broadcast and a podcast that uh, is actually kind of subsets of the 100th podcast that mm-hmm. we did. We did. Yep. And, and that's what, what that, that's what started it off was the, the skeet car interview. And, and I couldn't think of a better way to begin our 100th uh, uh, podcast episode then with that. It was really great to hear Ski and the stories of back when, I mean, he came on board in 1964. I mean, that's a long time ago. I was 10 at that time and I'm old as dirt. Uh, you know what else though I forgot to mention about it was uh, 
the Hall of Famers were Steve Ryan, Rebecca Patterson, and Rebecca was truly surprised. Uh, yeah. Ryan told me later on he kind of had an inkling. Uh, and you. Yeah. Uh, and I uh, recorded uh, Greg talking about Steve and then Steve's remarks. And Steve was wonderful. You know, he wished his wife was there who's suffering yeah. long-term COVID effects. Yeah. Uh, I sent her the video. But then you got an opportunity to interview both of them. You know, in, yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, this Hall of Fame is kind of silly in some ways, uh, but it means something to be recognized by your peers in this community uh, yeah. to be a member of that. Uh, so that's always special. But it, 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 it's the people, folks. It's all about the, the men and women and, you know, young people that come. Uh, some were missing because uh, being in August, some of our school teachers were back at work already. Yeah. Uh, that's why uh, we want to get it back to June. Yeah. Uh, so more can come. Uh, but, but Well, I got to tell you, though, I mean, uh, it, the people that were there, uh, they were very thrilled. Everybody I talked to and some of them I interviewed and had on uh, an earlier podcast, uh, uh, but they were just so happy, not, not, and it wasn't just to get out of the house and to get into a, a public forum. And, and it was just that they were happy to be at the APA convention because they missed it so badly the year before. And, and just that being said, that's a testament to how great that weekend is and how more people should really experience it. Because once you do, you'll be back. Yeah. I mean, if you're in driving distance, I mean, and I understand that, especially yeah. with, you know, how things are turning right now that, you know, many of us, uh, especially if you're on fixed income or whatever, are losing purchasing power. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, is it worth it? Because it's expensive. It I mean, is. You, guys, you guys are having, you know, travel expenses, meal expenses, you know, convention covers some of those. Yeah. Uh, hotel rooms i mean it's it's it you know it's not cheap and that's why we try to offer you know some things first for the attendees before they're available for the rest of the community is to kind of show our appreciation for that and recognize that let me tell you quickly the story about the skeet t-shirt and okay. then uh i'll go on to my last set and then we can start yakking about product releases um the t-shirt said skeet thank you correct right mm -hmm. And Curtis Jones, who is the president of Fuse Graphics, who is our printer, uh, has, you know, Curtis and I over the years have developed a really, really, it's, it's beyond a business relationship to be friends. So Curtis and his wife, who they've been married about two years now, uh, were guests at the convention, at the banquet, and they wore their ski t-shirts. So recently, Mrs. Jones who is a middle school, high school teacher in Gwinnett County here, wore her skeet thank you t-shirt to school. In inner city culture, uh -oh. skeet is discharged sperm. <laughs> she didn't know until that day. She obviously does now. And Curtis knows because he told me about this. <laughs> so if anybody out there is a school teacher don't uh, wear, and you have the shirt, don't wear the shirt to school, please. Uh, I don't want you to be embarrassed. Uh, she was a real good sport about it. And uh, that's what I thought. Uh, 
but I, who knows? You know, I didn't know. No. Uh, the last thing is we've been getting a lot of questions about horse racing, bowling, boxing, and basketball. Uh, horse racing, bowling, and boxing. Boxing was licensed from someone else who owned it. Uh, bowling is also a non-starter, and so is horse racing. Uh, and just a caution... ABBA still owns those intellectual property rights Mm -hmm. and we'll enforce those rights. Uh, We looked at horse racing. We actually came down to two prototypes. uh, Look at some ways to keep the cost down with, with different packaging instead of uh, the game boxes. And at the end of the day, it came down to an opportunity cost of if we offer horse racing, we're going to have to offer annual cards and what's the right number. But the other thing is what, do we what set or sets don't we produce that we usually produce and what's that going to cost us and mm-hmm. for that reason right now uh we're not offering it uh and uh so uh, please don't ask because that that's the answer i mean we spent a lot of time and money in 2020 going down the path of the horse racing game and yeah. mm-hmm. several of you out there were my advisors on this and um, I think we've made the right decision. Um, Basketball at the convention, I said that uh, if we, if we were to introduce a basketball game and we've looked at it, there's no secret. Yeah. Uh, We've looked at it uh, based on the last two seasons of pro and college basketball. Those aren't the seasons that you want in your game. They're just, Mm -hmm. They're short, you know, they're just unique sure, seasons, the seasons because of COVID. Uh, we'll see. Um, I don't think it's going to be uh, 21, 22, but uh, we'll see. The, the, what's causing me some pause now is uh, how the COVID numbers are increasing. Like the Ottawa Senators, the hockey team, 100% vaccinated and 40% of their players are in the protocol, tested positive for COVID. Right. Uh, so I'm not getting political or anything, people. It's just, who knows? Who knows uh, what it's going to be like, whatever. Uh, and again, then it takes away from some other things. And, you know, the next six months, uh, there's going to be a lot of new product coming out. Mm-hmm. Because it always comes out that time of the year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh if you're interested, Abago had a release 2.4 this afternoon. It took five hours to upload it. Oh, okay. uh, if you go to the Abago forum, there is a four-page description, three-page descriptions of the new features added. Uh, so go check that out. Cool. Yeah, I definitely you know, will. We've, we've added uh, some members to the team, and uh, we're making progress. We're making progress uh, on that. So uh, go to Abigo and check it out. And as I said earlier, uh, the 2021 Abigo file will be uploaded by the end of November. What that means is that once that file is uploaded, the 2020 World Series teams, which I believe are the Dodgers in Tampa, are no longer available for free. They'll be replaced by the 21 Astros and 21 Braves. Right. Uh, 
And the reason it's the Astros is they got to the World Series. <laughs> you know, it's it. And I know some of you still, you know, don't like that. That's get over it. Convention we set up. That's how get we get over that. it. Yeah. And the same thing with the game set. It'll include the Astros. Uh, and that conversion will happen after the first of the year, okay. where the baseball game will have the 2021 teams. Got it. So, Got why it. don't you say something so people don't get really. Lord, hearing my I, voice. This, this, this is the easiest podcast I, I do when I have you on. I just sit back. I, I sometimes nap and, you know, I wake up and you're still going. So it's all good. And uh, so, so I don't have a whole lot to say. I, I have a couple questions and, and I usually get those in early and then I'll let you just roll. But uh, the, another question I have, and I think people out there be, uh, be interested in it. What is the outlook for 2022? I mean, I, I know there's a lot of things that you don't like to give things away, not just because you, you don't want to give them away, but you, you might still be working on some things. But is there anything you can talk about that is in the works? Well, for, well t- for let's talk about 2022, and then we'll go back to November and December of this year. Okay. Uh, and there will be a 2021 MLS season set. Um I know people are disappointed there wasn't a 2020, but like the college, the college football conference sets, the 2020 seasons were just, yeah, they are what they are. And uh, the biggest issue was not being comfortable to create accurate cards. And, but the 2021 MLS season set will be offered probably in the first quarter. Um, these sets sell best when they're available before the next season starts. So that's the challenge. Uh, we've already started working though on the MLS. So I'm pretty confident about that. Uh, there'll be two to three baseball season sets that are redone to card every player. Okay. Uh, and okay. that gap is, you know, the early eighties through 1991, there's seasons in there. Uh, we've been asked about going back. Uh, right now we go back to 54. I don't think we're going to go back any further. Yeah. Uh, and we're certainly not going back to 1901 and card everybody. Uh, it's, it's a question of availability of information uh, and just market. Uh, <laughs> and people say, well, just add the extra cards. But the formulas in some cases that were used to make the original set, there are some significant differences. Uh yeah. So, but uh, there'll be two or three of those uh, next year. Cool. Uh, we will be adding new players to the uh, Bats 3 post-expansion set and taking some players out. You'll again have the option of just purchasing the new players that are mm-hmm. added based on their 2021 season, as, excuse me, as we've done in the past. Um, and that'll probably be a first quarter item uh, what I tr- what I try to avoid is when we're processing 2021 orders in January is to not have any other baseball products available during that time, mm-hmm. especially if it's, you know, like the 2021 editions. Uh, it increases the risk of me picking the wrong thing. So that's, you know, they, they've got to keep it simple for me. Uh, we'll do the seven. 20 and based on the 2021 season, we'll offer the seven college football sets like we've done in the past. Mm -hmm. So that'll be, you know, New Year's six, uh, the, the five major conferences 
and then a group of five set. Uh, And those will probably start being available in February and going on um, till we get through those. We're looking at a a great teams three set uh, based on great games instead of necessarily, you know, it's great teams, but playing in, in great games. And the example is always for me is a 71 Nebraska, Oklahoma game, you know, that caliber of game. Uh, That'll be sometime in the year. We'll we'll get the, uh, we need to get the 2021 seasons out before the 2022 season starts. Uh, the, uh, the 1983 football set will be available in two weeks on the 30th. And then the next set will be the 1969 pro football set. And then it'll be the 2021 season set. And people say, you know, you need to do 69, you need to do 70, you need to go back and do those in order. And my challenge is I have members of the football community who are my age, who, you know, those years are kind of their, their sweet spots, mm-hmm. late 60s, sure. uh, early 70s. Yeah. But then we have people who are in their 40s and their sweet spot are the 1990s or the 1980s or the 2000s. So I have to balance that between uh, taking care of older guys, but keeping the younger guys engaged and feeding them, so to speak, at the same time. Uh, One of the older guys said, you know, if you don't hurry up, I'm going to die before these sets are available. (laughs) But this is a balancing act. And as the great Greg Wells once told me, we were talking about somebody in the community. And I said, how's he doing? He said he's day to day. And then Greg said, but we're all day to day. Exactly. And we are. <laughs> so uh, 69 is coming. Uh, we have a list in the next three or four. And, and again, uh, I have a committee of uh, a group of five guys that I asked for their suggestions, you know, to get the next three sets in line. And, um, you know, so it's not my, it's not Hurston out of control, you know, picking the wrong seasons or whatever. Uh and one of the things we might do next year is redo 72. Uh, there's been some complaints about that and some suggestions about doing that. But all we got firm is 69 in 2021, and then we'll see what happens from there. Uh, we'll have ladies golf. 2021 ladies golf will be uh, in the first quarter next year. And uh, hockey should be available by the convention the 21-22 hockey season. Uh, If everything goes according to plan, that will be available uh, at the convention. Great. Great. And uh, and then, you know, after after May, when the European Soccer League start winding down, Mm -hmm. we will uh, start to offer them at least, you know, the the UEFA knockout 16 and uh, EPL and uh, Bundesliga mm-hmm. and then the championship set of 24 teams. Uh, people have asked, are we going to pre-play the World Cup? I don't know. With 48 teams, uh, you know, there are going to be a lot of teams where the players are not playing in these major European leagues. Getting the stats is hard. And I, I don't think, I don't know what we're going to do. We may do something based on the final 16 teams or whatever. We're not doing all 48 and it will not be a pre-play. 
that I know. Um, people have asked about a pre-play hockey, 2022 hockey. We're not going to do that. Um, again, it, it's some of the European teams, especially we just don't have stats for uh, or the stats. Yeah. We don't know how to adjust them to make them comparable to NHL stats. And, you know, we want to produce quality products that will generate accurate results for the most part. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, and I, I think that's what, you know, when you talked about going back to 1900s and, and, and doing full sets of players there, I think a lot of people don't appreciate the lack of information. I mean, you can go to things like baseball research and, and, and retro sheet, but, they're limited as well, especially to the the intricacies of statistics. And, you know, if you want to have a top-notch baseball uh, a game, uh, a simulated game uh, a research engine, you got to have the information. And for a lot of that, you just don't have it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a challenge. Yeah. And, and um, there is – there is, you know, there's an element of just number crunching, but then there's a, a element of what I call the art. Mm-hmm. So the number crunching is the science. The numbers are what the numbers are, but then there's the art to look at, you know, kind of the soul of the team or soul of the sport right. and what adjustments do you need to make? Or, you know, you take the numbers for like San Francisco and I'm sure if you just did the numbers for San Francisco, they're not a 107-win team. And that's where the art comes in, the analysis and understanding the season. And obviously, the most recent season, and you know, with four people involved, yeah, you're going to have more information, you know, more insight into what it was and what's required to do that versus if you're doing something, you know, from 1950 NFL. Or, yeah. I mean, the stats are available, uh, but the game is, is, was so different back then. You know, before you had unlimited substitutions, uh, the game was drastically different. And we get a lot of requests for, you know, can you do this season, you know, 42 season or 45 Army, 46 Army, whatever. And it, it's not going to be apples to apples. Yeah. Uh, and even if you tell people that, they still will try to play them and then be just unhappy with the results. And you're guessing, Uh, you know, everything now for the most part, I mean, the current football seasons, we go through every play by play of every college football game for every team that we're carding. You know, and that's going to be, you know, 80 teams or so. Sure. Uh, So, you know, that information is there. So the information we need, that's not kept statistically, we can get that information. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know we're we're you know we're looking at basketball. People laugh. I talk about cricket, uh, half jokingly. Uh, a there is in 2022 a North America Professional Cricket League starting up. Right. Uh, I'll be curious to see what the numbers are. Uh, the worldwide TV numbers are fascinatingly large, much mm-hmm. larger than the Super Bowl. Uh, and about half of what the World Cup is. And the World Cup numbers are 10 times what the Super Bowl TV viewership numbers are. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. It's out uh, there. It's out yeah. there. 
2020, <laughs> let's talk about the rest of 2020. Uh, 1983, the 2020 okay. product releases. Right. Uh, like I said, the next newsletter will be November 30th. And that will include the 1983 Pro Football set. That's a 28-team set. And uh, we are trying a new golf set, uh, a 45-card men's senior tour card set based on 2021 season. Uh, And the 2020 World Series set will be available uh, in two weeks. And there is a possibility there may be one more golf course available this year still. Mm -hmm. Uh, Check the newsletter for that. After the... 30th the newsletter of the 30th the last one will be on the 14th and that really will be a christmas season greeting one and and just thanking everybody for you know a wonderful 2021 year yeah and um, you know hopefully everybody stays healthy and you know we have a great 2022 year and make friends renew old friendships uh get even with he who shall not be named can <laughs> i love you you know that he uh, does and uh so uh like again if you got comments or suggestions um uh, customer support is the email to do that uh, so what else you want to yak about i got a well, thing here I, we're, we're going to talk about worst christmas jobs we ever we're gonna we're, we're gonna go to the lightning round, which we like right. to do occasionally, and 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 let's keep it on sports. But we do because we did kind of talk about uh, bad jobs. And uh, but, but I first want to ask you some questions, uh, sports related. Number one, you you live in the Atlanta area. What's it been like being the home of the baseball champion Atlanta Braves? A uh, lot of swag, a lot of stuff being sold. Uh, it's I'm, I'm one of the things that fascinates me about sports is how the success of a sporting team can take priority over everything. Mm-hmm. And I know I sound like a grumpy old man with this, but, um, you know, for about three weeks here in Atlanta, there were no issues. It's all about the breaks. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic yeah. break. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it reminded me, uh, I felt like this is how Milwaukee would feel if the Brewers won a World Series. Smaller mm-hmm. markets, uh, you know, not in a big media market. Freddie Freeman's a great story. You know, oh. Freddie was here when they were horrible. Right. And he stuck with it. And now, you know, he's had these great couple of years. Uh, will they win it again next year? They got hot for three weeks. You know, to say that, well, you want it this year, you should want it next year. Uh, well, they won, the, tur- they won the tournament. You know, they won the tournament. Congratulations. Um, yeah. Yeah. Next year, though, with Acuna for the entire year, uh, I would expect yeah. more than 88 wins. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of angst now. Is Freddie going to come back or not? That's, that's the key. Uh, right? I, I've never met the man. but yeah. I, I, He reminds me of Robin Yount who Robin played for the same team, you know, he's the same caliber professional mm-hmm. and the same type of personality. Uh, doesn't call attention to himself. Is very professional, plays with a smile. Teammates love him. Yeah. And, you know, Yon had a chance to go and he stayed. And I think yeah. Freddie's going to stay. Uh, and I, I think at the end of the day, he probably gets a bonus year. Yeah. Which is kind of pay for 
you know, the bad years when we stuck through them. You know, and it's not, and it's not like it's it's just Freddie. I mean, like you yeah. said, there's some great young talent on yeah. that club, and if they can stay healthy, uh, their pitching may need to be tweaked a little bit. But that's still a good ball club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I will say this: I heard yesterday that the Yankees offered Babe Ruth an eight-year, two billion dollar contract <laughs> that will take him through his age 134 years. Uh, the deal is pending a physical, but he's dead. So, so that could be that could be difficult. That 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 could be quite quite yeah. difficult. Somebody sent me that. I know there's some speculation. Well, there's reported that um, the Yankees are involved, but everybody expects that unless something really falls apart that Freddie's <laughs> going to be back here. Yeah, uh, yeah. and it, it's a good story. And what is, is. really interesting, uh, somebody was talking about it today, and they said, "Well, the Braves have the money because." You talk about all these developments around ballparks. The battery down here is a home run. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, it is, you yeah. know, you, t- you hear about all these and they nailed it. And the Braves are the developer. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, the stadium is public money, but most of the stuff in the battery is private money. Yeah. Uh, and, and there are companies that move their international headquarters to the battery. Mm-hmm. Otis Elevator has a 20 store building that is basically used to test elevators. Wow. That's true. <laughs> you know, it's, it's tall and narrow. Yeah, and but that's the way you need it. That's what so you need. That's, that's, you know, that's very rare where those stadium developments take off like that and create yeah. jobs and values for others. So people are excited. The, uh, you know, there's some great stories in that squad. Dansby Swanson's a local kid, top overall draft yeah. choice. You know, there's all that pressure. He's a solid player. Is he going to be a Ken Griffey? No, but nah. how many Ken Griffey's are there going to be? But he's be? a good – you're right. He's a good, solid nuts-and-bolts player. Yeah, and uh, they are uh, – they're just good guys. You know, there's no – I mean, you know, you got this left fielder that's got his issues with the law, but for the most part, you know, there's no knuckleheads out there, you yeah. know, Uh you know, calling attention to themselves. I mean, I guess Acuna does that once in a while, but yeah. that's only with the Marlins because they keep throwing it. Yeah, they keep, <laughs> keep trying to. So die. It's, it's you know, it's exciting time. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, people here in Georgia are excited about the dogs. That's uh, now. This see that that you just led into my next question. Let's talk a little bit about college football and the Georgia Bulldogs right up on top. I think, I think far and away, I think Alabama might be able to make the case, but man. That Georgia football team is pretty darn good. Well, first of all, I want to brag about my Wisconsin Badgers. You know, uh, okay. They're up to 15th. Uh, September was tough. was really tough. And they tore it down. They tore the offense down to ground mm-hmm. zero. And they're getting back up. Their defense is second to Georgia. Yeah. I mean, Georgia's got the top defense in the country. Wisconsin's is right behind there. And there's yeah. no one else close, especially looking at the advanced stats. Yeah. Uh, I don't expect Alabama to beat Georgia. Uh, and I would have told you, I w- until Bo Nix from uh, Auburn uh, had surgery in his ankle and he's out of the Alabama game, I would have given Auburn a 50-50 chance to win because it's at Auburn and strange things happen in, in that, that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Alabama team reminds me of their 2019 team where especially their offensive line play wasn't very good. Yeah, and uh, the LSU game, they got six yards rushing, and I, the LSU kids deserve a lot of credit. Uh, they didn't quit; 
even though their coach has been fired. Yeah. And they played hard. They played really hard. If they had had a more experienced quarterback, they probably would have won that game. Yeah. Uh, I people talk about Georgia being challenged offensively. It, they're they're not looking at it. They got a real good running game. They got a walk-on quarterback who's making the All-American out of a freshman tight end. Uh, I think they're clearly the best team this year. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. I think there's three, maybe four elite programs above everybody else. Yeah, uh, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, which is kind of down this year. University Georgia, of Cincinnati. Well, you know, um, I I always. I'm amazed at how short-term memory people have. Yeah. Cincinnati led that game last, the bowl game against Georgia last oh. year. What, 59-plus minutes? Yeah, and uh, and the same players, basically the yeah. same players. Well, from, yeah. yeah, so this idea that, you know, Alabama – I mean, these are 18- to 20-year-old young men that right. you're relying on to be consistent right. and not do knucklehead stuff. Yes. I think it would be great – if they put Cincinnati in there, you know, and they talk about how uh, Cincinnati would be killed. Well, if you look at the scores, yeah, look at the year. There's an, a, there's a blowout semifinal game and it's not just Notre Dame getting blown up. And, you know, people say, well, Notre Dame got blown up. Well, the two years that Notre Dame got blown up in the semifinals, yeah. the margin in the finals was even greater. Yeah. So, you know, it's, there, there's a, there's a pure, there is a, a, a gap between those top three or four programs. Um, I'm still a little leery of Kirby Smart and that he may be a coach that can snatch, you know, defeat out of the jaws of victory. Um, but I think, you know, Georgia, is, I think, clearly is the best team this year. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I can't argue with that. I, 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 I have a problem. If Alabama loses to Georgia, I don't know how they can stay in the playoffs, especially if you have a one-loss Big Ten champion. Yeah, well, you and know, and, uh, I, and, and, and I, then Cincinnati's in. And does Notre Dame go in with one loss? Well, but Cincinnati beat Notre Dame, so they're going to have to. I mean, that's really Cincinnati's signature win this year was Notre Dame. And for Cincinnati to have any chance of getting into the top four, Notre Dame's got to keep on winning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so the, the, the Georgia's right there. I mean, Alabama is there. They got one loss, a second loss. Who knows? Um, you talked about the Buckeyes. They have one loss. Oregon, one loss. Um, I think the thing that hurts teams, and I agree with you, why not put a Cinderella team in like the Bearcats? Yeah, they're 10-0. and 0. Yeah, there's, their strength of schedule isn't that great. And yeah, they haven't helped themselves by not playing really well against Navy and Tulsa. Uh, you know, they, they struggled in those games. They should have lost to Tulsa, quite frankly. But well, so should have Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma you're right. Struggling. You know, I mean, it's and that was my next put point. it through a different lens. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. And, yeah. and the other thing is that these teams are so different because they haven't played for a month. I think if I think if you played, you know, your conference tournament and then started the, the champ, yeah. you know, the semifinals the following week. Yeah. Much yeah. different teams. They're they're yeah. in that routine. Their bodies are used to playing every other week. I think you get better, sharper games. I think that two-week break before the Super Bowl affects the quality of the Super Bowl. And they're just moving it into February for sweeps month. Um, But, you know, Georgia, um, I I will disclose this, that uh, 
one of the Georgia starting offensive linemen is the little brother, the younger brother of the best man uh, at my Taylor's at my son Taylor's wedding. So, and Warren's a good guy. Warren is a very, very nice young man. Uh, and at Taylor's wedding, I watched Warren dance with his mother. And for a man of his size, Warren's like 304. So he's kind of small for offensive linemen. He has the lightest feet I've ever seen. And <laughs> I think to. that's, I think that's a key, a, yeah. a major key to I being do. successful. You know, he plays guard, he plays center, but he had a broken hand. He was a starting center. And in the first game against Clemson, they put him in at guard, even with a broken hand. Uh, and, um, I mean, you know, he's playing. Yeah, he's doing more than you and I ever did. Or I bet anybody <laughs> that's listening to this, no offense. But, no offense, you know, right? No offense um, taken. Yeah, so it's, yeah. You know, it, it, it'll happens, be. I mean, the Big Ten is fascinating with Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State, yeah. Michigan State, Penn State. Yeah, you know, that's the way to end your schedule. Uh, yeah. Oklahoma faces the same thing. They've got Oklahoma State and. You know, whoever uh, Oregon plays Utah this weekend and probably again in the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, hard, it, we're it, almost it, done with the season. There's still a lot of there's still a lot of room, although time is is running a little bit short. So we'll be we'll have to kind of keep an eye out on that. Let's move real quick. Pivot to the NFL. Have you ever seen a season where it's it, it, the parody? is is so astonishing i mean you talk about a log jam of teams with five or six wins it's it's a season like i've never seen before yeah and the other thing is the depth of good teams in the afc versus the nfc mm, yeah because you have what five and four four and five nfc teams sure. yeah uh that are still in contention part of that is though you've got what three teams with two losses I think that's the, right. the Cardinals, yeah. Cowboys, and Packers, yeah. and then you got right. Tampa and the Rams with three losses. You know the bell curve is going to suggest you're going to have two or three teams with just you know two wins. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I got to tell you uh, what a um, couple of stories that uh, I follow. I really like Joe Burrow, and I think he is going to be really special. Uh, but I was. I was surprised at how bad they got beaten by Cleveland. And oh, yeah. Cleveland got torched last week by uh, New England. And, yeah. you know, you can say what you want about Belichick, but they're six and four. Hey, I'm telling you, it, they are they are six and four. They're just behind the Bills. Bills have played one less game. I mean, I, and you know the way he just builds teams and Belichick. I mean, you can't like them or love them. This guy knows how to coach. He knows how to develop talent he knows what players he can pick and choose and plug in for his system he's it's an it's an incredible story and they're they're on the rise again and they're they're developing mac jones i think he's gonna be a fine quarterback yeah the other thing um one of the highlights for me last week and i know some people won't agree with this i love cam newton's enthusiasm when he came back and you know when he left he never complained at least I never heard him complaining, you know, whatever. He just, you know, took it when he, you know, was released from the paths at the start of the mm-hmm. season. Again, he mm-hmm. didn't go out there and complain or any of the stuff that some of the players do. Yeah. And he's clearly excited to be back playing for, for Carolina. And I think that, you know, I wish him nothing but well. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, he didn't blame anybody. He didn't point fingers. No, he, you no. know, he just went out, worked harder and got a mm-hmm. job. Yeah. And, and that's what you do. Uh, my Packers, uh, number 12, <laughs> who shall not be named. I don't know if we're going to card him or not. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, it, it's just, yeah, I, he, he, I, he, I, he, I don't know what to make <laughs> of that situation. Uh, I do have to apologize to their defensive coordinator, Barry, because the first couple of weeks they played horrible. They were defense. bad. Yeah, they were And bad. he's really coached them up, and they're doing that without their two best defensive players. You know, the quarterback, Alexander, and Zadarius yes. uh, Smith. You know, the guy yeah. who every time he gets a sack gets hurt the next play, so he gets <laughs> more, more TV time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of football left. I mean, oh, there is well, at least seven games, yeah. or in some cases eight for these teams. Um, yeah. You know, the Titans are it's it's fascinating. Um, and like I said, what I really thought Cincinnati had turned it around, but you know they're probably a year or two uh, away still, and they, uh, they really are, John. I mean, their defense was playing out of their you know proverbial ass for those first five weeks and uh and then i think you're really starting to see what that defense is i don't think the defense is terrible but i just don't think they have any real star power in that defense they need somebody that can just jump up and really make plays when the rest of the team which is right now basically mediocre cannot and and they just don't have that player yet and they need one or two but uh you're right about joe burrow he's a special player uh, he, he really seems to, to, to get the team uh, to kind of gravitate around him. And, and I think their future is on the upswing. I don't think it'll be this year. I don't think they'll finish above 500, but. Uh, Doesn't look like it now. Yeah, uh, yeah. And with the Browns, you don't know if they're going to resign these young guys after yeah. their rookie deals or not. Let yeah. me ask you this. Sure. Uh, Jim Nance, Tony Romo, or Joe Buck, and Troy Aikman. You can either say which one you prefer or which one you can't stand. It's up to you. Or you can say you like both of them. Uh, or you don't like either one of them. You're, okay, so you're talking about the teams. The, no, the broadcast the te- teams. Yeah, the broadcast teams. Or you can, yeah. like, you can say I like this guy but not this guy or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, you know, I, and and me, I mean, look, I, I, I consider myself an amateur broadcaster, but I know how hard it is to do that job. Uh, I know that those guys have a lot more prep help uh, and people doing things for them than I do. Everything I do is on my own. So it is a difficult job. It's not easy. Um, I like all of the broadcasters that you mentioned. I I do. I I like them all. Now, they're all not perfect. They're going to make mistakes. They're gonna uh, they're gonna get their names out on Twitter that when they do something that somebody doesn't like, but uh, I, I I as soon as Tony Romo came on the scene, I just I really did like him. He was he was just like a guy who you'd like to sit and watch Sunday football with uh, because he'll have comments here and there, and he's right a lot of the time. Uh, I think you can say the same about Aikman, but I think Tony Romo's become more of a personality than Aikman in that respect. Jim Nance is old school. Uh, You know, he's a classic. And Joe Buck is just a good play-by-play announcer. And when you can do it in in many, many sports, I mean, you can take take Aikman and Romo, and they're good color commentators for their football sport. But Jim Nance and Joe Buck, I mean, they do it all, especially Jim Nance. He's been everywhere and done everything. 
So, I mean, I, I really do. I, I hate to, you know, kind of fudge out on this, but I, I, I do. I like them all. I think they all have uh, uh, their strengths. Um, I don't see a whole lot of weaknesses in any of them. Uh, but uh, I enjoy watching the games that they do. And there are other broadcasters, too. But um, uh, there, I, 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 if you're looking for me to, to kind of uh, crash down on somebody, uh, I can't do it because I like them all. Well, I wasn't trying. I, no, I just want to hear your opinion based yeah. on your experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, Romo was such a fresh air, uh, a sense of fresh air when he started because yeah. he really predicted plays. Yeah, he and, would. Unlike the colored guys saying yeah. what happened, yeah, he was telling you, here's what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and you find more and more people doing that. You know, when you get the matchup with the safety on the slot guy, yeah. you know, safety doesn't stand a chance. Or the linebacker on yeah. the the you know running back that's you're going to run a you know a fly or a wheel route on the yeah. poor guy who doesn't yeah. stand a chance and, you know yeah. so I think he has and I think others have followed with that or and, by and, and, pointing that out you know uh, and he certainly remember Al De Regattas? yes mm-hmm. he's a lot better than Al isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Al was fine with Kurt Gowdy but uh, well really you know another stoic. You know, another guy who I've always really liked, I thought was one of the best color commentators for football was Chris Collinsworth. But, and I still think he's, I think he's kind of getting long in the tooth uh, for the job. And when you hear guys like Romo, you realize "Mm, this is the up and coming thing. You know, this is the guy that's got a little more insight and that type of thing. Um, I think you can see that. But, and I'll tell you something else. I don't know if you've watched the ESPN. Uh, Monday Night Football uh, uh, production where uh, Eli Manning and Peyton Manning uh, talk and go back and forth with each other during the game. I'm telling you what, I can't get enough of that. And you look at you, you look at uh, Peyton's body language where he's, he, you know, sleeves rolled up, he's hunched forward. You know, yeah, I he's, mean, he's into it. Eli's he's, a little bit more laid back. But, yeah, Eli's uh, kind of okay, you know. But they're but they're yeah. really good. I mean. You get real insight. I mean, and, and a lot mm-hmm. of guys don't like that. A lot of people just want to watch the game. A lot of people don't even like to listen to the broadcasters, regardless of who it is. But I, I really, I just kind of fell upon them uh, a, a few weeks ago, and it, they're really interesting. They're they're interesting and fun to watch. Well, if you get a chance, the first week they did that, uh, Ray Lewis was one of their guests. Yeah. Right. And the first game Eli Manning started was against the Ravens with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and all that. Oh, yeah. And they started telling stories about, I mean, I think Eli got a zero for his passer rating. It was very, very low. (laughs) And guys, you know, Eli would call it somebody as Mike. And other guys would say, no, I'm the Mike. No, I want to be the Mike. And just, (laughs) you know, it, it, it just Gives you another sense. And yeah, uh, yeah. there's a video out there now showing the Manning brothers playing air hockey with a football in their pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the flannel two piece. Yeah, know. sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, good I for know. them. I, you know, good for them that they don't take themselves serious. I, I know. Uh, I... Let me ask you this. All right. Somebody sent me uh, an item that I included in yesterday's newsletter that it appears that. Uh, the city of St. Louis has sued the NFL for the Rams relocation. And it appears likely that to settle that lawsuit, St. Louis will get a 33rd franchise. 
we'll get the 33rd franchise. Hmm. And uh, this story said that if they go to 33, they might as well go to 40, that they could have two teams in London. There's two stadiums and the other cities coming in wouldn't need the 60, 70, 80,000 seat stadiums, but 40. Yeah. You know, they, you know, they would never be eligible to host a Super Bowl, but they wouldn't, you know, need to make that major investment. Yeah. I, I find it hard to believe there'd be 40 teams. I, I was and just going to say, do, do, you think, do you think eight teams of five, eight conferences of eight divisions of five and the top two teams come in plus wild cards? I mean, the NFL, the NFL is a pretty is a pretty strong uh, force, but I'm not sure any sport is strong enough for 40 teams. I, I agree with you. I, I think that just, that's kind of pushing the envelope. It's like a company that expands too fast, too soon. Uh, you know, and the NFL has been around a while, let's face it. And they've been very popular. And, and, and even if they've fallen off a little bit in, in uh, recent times, that's that, I, I think that would be somewhat treacherous for them to get into that. Well, the talk here is in Atlanta that, if they do have a team in London that they would come over for say a month and they would use the Falcons, the Falcons current facility at flowery branch and the Falcons would build a new facility somewhere in the Atlanta area. Uh, What was interesting about the story was that it talked about how the owners for a long time wanted to get 18 games, get that 18th game. Mm -hmm. And, what what this person was saying was that now that the owners have embraced gambling, sports betting, that they look at more games as creating more gambling income. Oh, sure. So instead of adding an 18th game, let's just add eight teams. That's four more games a week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the gambling, you know, gambling aspect uh, the gambling angle is there. I mean, people gamble on anything. I know guys that would gamble on preseason hockey games. I mean, it, 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 you got to be pretty degenerate to get down there and bet. So to think that, you know, that is going to increase the gambling end of it, I think absolutely true. No, no question about it. I mean, that's what I was told when they started that spring football league. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago, somebody who knows uh, said that, it wasn't necessarily for program, even programming purposes, but it's for da- it was for fantasy sports to keep yeah. the fantasy guys involved year round with with you know playing fantasy football. Yeah, yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. That's where it's going. I mean, that's that's. I mean, uh, you know, you look at you you look at the ways you look at just how fantasy football has advanced over the last ten years. I mean, it's incredible. I remember when I first started playing, you had to go to the newspaper and look at a box score and then calculate your own scores. I mean, it, it's it's come mm-hmm. so far yeah. because it's become yeah. so popular, let's face it. Let me, I'm going to kind of change the subject a little bit on you. Uh, this week I got a newsletter from some, uh, an email from someone that said their league was in the their 48th season. Yeah, It's been a male league, you know, now, they graduated BBW. Tell folks about your Monday night gathering and how long you guys have been doing this. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure we talked about this before. I, uh, but uh, my uh, uh, every Monday night, uh, friends of mine from 
really high school, um, have gotten together on Monday night since 1970. I think seven is when is when it started. It's it's right when when uh, Monday night football began. Uh, my my uh, the friends that I grew up with. Um, uh, one of them had an older brother who's two years older than us, and he had some friends who were, you know, able to find a way to get alcohol. And they actually started, they, well, started a pony keg. And if you don't know what a pony keg is, it's like a little drive through. Uh, I little, know what a pony keg is. Yeah. Well, you would from being from I grew the up in Wisconsin. Yeah, right. But, uh, but what they would do is they would gather there on Monday nights. And what the guy who owned the pony cake would tell uh, his employee was if there are any broken cases of beer where, you know, maybe a, a bottle was out of a, a six pack or uh, or, you know, cans were out of their their carrier, uh, he would sell them to him for a dime. Well, the day he worked there on Monday during the day, he'd go and bust up all these cans <laughs> and bottles and he'd end up with probably two and a half cases of beer at a dime uh, piece and all the guys would come over and they would watch the game actually at the pony cake on the pony cake TV. Well, it advanced to where uh, they started going to each other's houses and apartments. And, and then they invited uh, the subgroup, which was us. who was a couple of years younger. Once we became of age, I think I started going in 1979 and we have been doing it every Monday since 1979 it has not stopped last year was the first year we did not do monday night football because of covid and Mm -hmm. and, uh but we get strong 10 to 12 people every monday night uh now have you had any marriage proposals during these monday night festivities (laughs) or divorce notices served or well i'll tell you i'll tell you what it's got it's going to nothing like that well we do have certain rules like you can't bring up ex-wives. That's that's a rule. Uh, you can't bring up you can't bring up compromising photos that may or may not have been taken. Um, and at our age now, we we used to talk. We used to get to the point where we would talk about our our medical issues. Oh, I'm on high blood pressure, and I got this. And one of our guys has a has a a, a pacemaker, and and so we've limited any talk of medical issues to the first quarter when the first quarter is over that's it you can't talk about or you get fined uh so yeah so that we we have to do we have to do things like that two weeks ago i don't know if i told you this or not but two weeks ago one of the guys the guy that asked the pacemaker he collapsed during the game he we he was reaching for his drink and he just fell flat on his face we rolled him over he he came to about 45 seconds later we called the the paramedics came they they picked him up they took him away and we finished watching the game well i give you guys credit you called 911 during the game and didn't wait until afterwards well none of us none of us wanted to give a mouth to mouth uh, we we were all looking at each other well but... you got you got standards <laughs> well now has everybody in your league gotten their flu shot Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody everybody's been vaccinated and uh No, I'm well, talking about your flu shot. Oh, the flu shot. I've got my flu shot. I don't know about yeah. everybody. I don't know about well, everybody has a flu did shot. You get I did. Your I super my... flu shot? I don't know if it was super well, mediocre. Are you 65 yet? And me 60? Yeah, yeah. 65. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Well, you, that's what they should have given you then. Well, I got it at school though. They were giving them uh, at school, and I think that's. Oh, well, you got you got the twelfth grader. You know. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I part of it's the battle skin conditions. Yeah, they figure I have the maturity of a twelfth grader, so that's probably what <laughs> we end up doing. Uh, talking about school, how many days left? Oh, uh, you know, I'm trying not to count. Um, okay, I, I think, I think, I think though, because when days get bad, I sit there and I count. Um, <laughs> but I think it's, uh, I think it's 17. And uh, and look out, 1964 replay. I'm going to be that thing's going to go. Uh, it's going to be rampant when I get out. But yeah, my last day is uh, December 17th. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm I'm looking forward to taking the time. Now, who's going to feed those kids? I don't give a damn. Be honest, quite honestly, <laughs> well, you do too. You like them. You've done a great job with them. You they know? they you can be start. proud of what you've done. Yeah, you know? I am. I mean, I I am. I I there. It's it, anybody who's worked for education, whether it's it's grade schools, high schools, colleges. I'm telling you, the people that run those institutions have about as much much business sense as uh, as this piece of paper i'm looking at on the table they just don't know you know they try to tell you it's a business it's a business it's a bi- yeah well you don't know how to run a business so and if the and if the federal government wouldn't bail them out i, I don't know how any of them w- would get around i mean the private schools the 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 like well i went to a, a, a catholic high school they've got to find a way to make it work and they make it work from loyal people who give back to the institution that they went to. That's the only way it works. And, and they have to, they have to take shortcuts. I mean, when this whole thing about COVID, uh, should the kids go back to school? The parochial school says we're going back because if we don't have kids, we don't exist. Mm -hmm. And, And that's just the bottom line. And, and so I think they were kind of a test case, uh, uh, that was, uh, that was out there, um, when this current, school season started because of the ramp up of, of COVID. So I, I, you know, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed a lot, a lot of the job. I just think John, that it, the job hasn't changed that much. I have, uh, you know, you mm-hmm. get to a point where physically it is just, it just, it breaks you down and that's where I'm at now. And I, I just need to, to get out and to, and to move on to, uh, you know, taking a little more time off, seeing more of the grandkids and, and, uh, you know, just I'll tinker around with my catering business and it'll be great. Well, and the other thing is that many people probably will have forgotten, but John and the lovely Trish are newlyweds still. Uh, that well, was my that was my next point. Trish and I have are making play. Now, she's still working for another year. Um, but, you know, we're, we're going to make plans uh, she works from home. So I'm going to be bugging the hell out of her uh, for the year that she's working. But. You know, I'll bring her coffee and, uh, you know, you know, things and uh, it, it hopefully it, it helps her get through her day. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, and, and next year, I'm going to tell you this right now. Um, and I haven't even told her, but uh, next year, her and I are coming down to the convention and uh, we're going to be there. You've met her, but yeah, uh, yeah. but I, you're I, in I, the I, office with your with her dog. Yeah, with, with not, I'm not referring to you. With <laughs> oh, you mean that dog? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. So, but yeah, I, I, you know, it's I'm looking forward to it. I'm just looking forward to get taking some rest. We'll mm-hmm. we'll go to Florida over Christmas holiday and uh, 
uh, kind of dry out a little bit and uh, and heat up, and it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Hey, no. you know, we, we are 70 minutes into this. I I hope people uh, will still be listening, but uh, we probably should well, think about wrapping it up. Well, I got one more question. Okay, I'll go one more question. Uh, are you back at Kroger on Friday nights? No, 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 not back at Kroger. Now, my buddy who, uh, who plays, uh, and I join him occasionally, Nick, um, who, by the way, uh, did the opening uh, music for the podcast. And uh, so he's uh, he, he did the the um, uh, what do you call it, I guess, the opening bump uh, mm-hmm. of music. And uh, he's kind of got the signature there. But uh, he has he's had a couple of gigs out. We went to see him um, at a uh, at a uh, p- um, a brewery, uh, you know, one of those micro brews. Uh, he was playing at. I didn't get up and sing, but uh, that's uh, hopefully that's coming. I I don't know if it'll be a Kroger, but when it is, you'll be the first to know. Are Are you going to be doing ball games next year? Yeah, I'm sure I'll do. Uh, now, my brother retired from from NKU. Is is his his last year was was last season, and uh, but I I know the the uh, new coach uh, very well, and and I I think they'll they'll offer you know the the broadcasting job back and i'm hoping to do some games for xavier university uh i did some for them last year and then i'll do the summer league the the college summer league so and i'm looking forward to it because once i'm out of it for it it gets kind of tedious especially in the summer but uh you know once the 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 spring it's and i mean they'll start playing they'll they'll probably start doing baseball uh broadcast um in mid-march so and not really that far away, but by that time, by the time I chomping at the bit to get back at it. Well, good, good. And um, I was going to ask you something else, but it, it just flew away. Flew away, right? right happens out of your... all the time. Happens all the time. <laughs> um, you know. Well, you know. Well, we, now we were going to talk. We we're going to talk about our worst jobs, but okay. not, do, you, do we? Do can we keep this short? Can we just get get get? We we, we need to do this in like three minutes. So I'm going to let you. Ask uh, this no, let, here's what I want to do with those three minutes. Okay. Um, I want to thank everybody at the community good. for all their support, their advice. Some good, some bad. We read all the emails. Their friendship. Uh, of ABBA that allows us to uh, keep this going, to keep this community going. And I want to wish everybody a happy, holy Christmas season. Uh, we celebrate Christmas, so I wish people Merry Christmas. And uh, hopefully as many of us as possible will get together next June. Yep. And John, um, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you doing this, doing this week in ABBA. I know you have a good time, but I'm sure there's some people you would rather not talk to, like this person. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and you know, we talk more often than than this. And yeah, I always yeah. enjoy our conversations. We, we do. Always, we do. always a lot of laughter. Yeah, and it is, and I and I enjoy every single conversation we have, and uh, and I really want to thank the community too for supporting me and the podcast. They they really do, and and I don't I. I I hope I say it enough, but I probably don't. But I want to thank them. I want to uh, echo your sentiments about the the holidays that are coming up, and uh, 
uh, John, uh, you know, you've really become one of my best friends uh, over the years. And uh, I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity uh, to help promote the company and uh, a lot of the things that you do. And just just our company, like I said, I mean, we talk uh, once or twice a week, sometimes uh, less, sometimes more. But uh, uh, I'm very happy to have uh, you as a friend, my friend. And uh, let's let's keep that going. I feel the same way, brother. Uh, right. To everyone out there, Merry Christmas uh, and roll 66s. There you go. That's John Hurston, if you need him, the uh, owner and operator of the Apple Game Company. Always great to have him on. And uh, it won't be long before he is on again. We'll take a final break and then we come back. We'll wrap it up from here on This Week in Apple. John Aslan back here with This Week in Apple. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with John Herson. And as always, we kind of left the road a bit, but uh, uh, it was always uh, it's always good to talk with John and to get the information and, uh, and get a little humor out of it uh, as the best we can. Uh, I want to echo John's uh, feelings about the entire uh, Apple community. I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. And we'll be back for at least one or two more episodes of This Week in Apple before Christmas. And so uh, we'll have that to look forward to uh, in the month of December. But until then, keep rolling 66s and keep listening to This Week in Apple and keep buying that Apple product because it is plentiful and it is out there and it should be on your doorstep. Until next time, John Aslan saying so long and thanks again for listening to this week in APA.